What do you mean it's over? Hello? How can I help? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parties Over Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. And I just had, I don't know if deja vu is the right word, but like dystopian moment where I was like, is this, I don't know if dystopia is the right word. I don't is this is. real? Like I, while you were saying Parties Over Podcast, I'm like, that's weird. Do we do a pop? That, I don't know. I just had an outer body experience. That's maybe the word like watching someone like you saw yourself recording the podcast and you're like that's crazy i just was literally like why what is why is this happening this is weird it's one of the most beautiful days here in maine and we get some mucho bueno weather coming up here oh my gosh when this comes out it's going to be in the middle of like the best week so far this year it's going to be nice good stuff it's going to be like summer almost we got one 80 degree 80 degree day oh yeah that's going to be nice. Um, but today it is Cinco de Mayo, and Liz and I are in person, and we're grilling steaks and potatoes because we didn't plant. We were just were going to have a barbecue, and then we realized it, but we're going to have a little corn, a little street corn salsa. Uh, no, salad. And a topo chico. Topo chico. And embrace it. And we are hanging out in person. And on last week's episode, we said we didn't hang out in person, but we are right now. And we're making it a point. Currently hanging out. So what's the latest, Liz? We had a photo shoot. Yes. Stay tuned for some cool photos, Shout you guys. out, Lindsay. A Thousand Suns. That was so good. We had a lot of fun doing that. That was fun. It was a good way to start my Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, and the photos came out really good, and she already sent them to us, and I'm impressed. So if you guys are looking for... A couple shoot or friend photo shoot or like yourself, like reach out to Lindsay, Thousand Sons. She was great. We tagged, we posted one today. So on May 5th, posted one and um, super cute. You'll be seeing a lot, but we got to save them for when we run through some of these guests and we need photos of ourselves again. Yeah, we did the thing we always do again, guys, where we have a lot of guests on and then no guests on. Like, we have some really cool guests coming on that I'm very excited about. Very versatile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be repetitive by any means. So, I will say, um, we should do an episode on, like, a day in our life. Like, they just did. Like, what we said? Yeah, like, they just did because I was thinking about it. And today, I felt like I had a really good day. Like, a good morning. Not a great day. Just, like, the morning, I hit it hard and it was felt good. Okay, next time we have a solo episode, that's what we'll do. Would you guys like to listen? No, no, wait, I have a moment I have to talk about on the podcast, and then we can talk about. Okay. Guys, if you're listening, I'm sorry to embarrass you, but it was the most magical moment of my life. I posted a TikTok video, okay, about, I don't even know, something stupid, nothing important. Oh, about a video getting 10 views and how it's embarrassing. And someone commented and was like, I know this is probably not as cool as going viral, but I want you to know how much you helped me through, your videos have helped me through post-grad. Tell me why I almost passed out. That is the nicest thing anyone has ever said Honestly, if you want to compliment us, there it is. I was like, wait, me? Do you mean actually me? And I was like, okay, she obviously has to listen to the podcast because I don't post that much on TikTok. She does, so, or he. Shout out. But it was the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me and really amped me up. Honestly, it's probably why I had a good rest of the week. Yeah, that'll do it sustained me also you guys i heard that you can leave ratings on spotify now so for a while our spotify listeners you know got out on not having to do that but now it's really easy and you can and you can rate us on spotify and we know some of you are listening on there so okay guys so today we have lauren healy on the podcast who is a news reporter anchor yes you are correct she is a tv reporter and news anchor and really rad chick really cool (laughs) and this was like a dream for me because was it (laughs) yes because i always wanted to be a news reporter i didn't know that about you yes you did i knew you made videos i think that like if you went back and asked me at like age six what i wanted to be it would probably be be this yeah i just 
think it was awesome to like talk to someone who has done it and get the inside scoop especially after watching the morning show too that really enticed me yeah into what that life is like so i agree very cool. intense life yeah and we got her full story of why she came to maine why she's staying in maine where she is now also we didn't think about this before having her on that it would be like a lot of pressure because she interviews people like we did not even consider that it's like when you have someone who has a, their own podcast on and you're nervous we didn't th- think about that and then she was like oh yeah no i get it and then we're like oh Oh, this t- this changed now. At We're nervous. With a po- I was way more nervous with this than I was with the podcast. Because yeah. I'm like, podcast? You know, I'm like, you're just us. Like, I wouldn't be nervous talking to talking to me. Like, they're just us. But I'm, I'm like a news reporter. That's I'm like, serious. you like went to school for that. You oh, yeah. really, you know how to do it. Like, you've got a voice. You've got a, a plan. You're trained. So it I was, was there in the middle of literally recording. All of a sudden, we're like... <gasps> wait a minute <laughs> you you know this um it, it was a great conversation though we didn't have to really edit anything like it just we just chatted honestly for an hour and you guys get to hear it and it was so fun and we're so glad lauren joined us now let's get into the episode with lauren You may have seen her on your local television manners. <laughs> it is Lauren Healy from WGME. Yes. yes. Cool. Everyone's like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen WGME. <laughs> Channel 13. Here's the up? thing with Maine, everyone, is we are not like a normal state where like maybe you wouldn't know. You know the news stations in Maine. There is like yeah. three solid, yes. think. You know them and you've seen them. And you just know the people on them. So thanks for coming the podcast, Lauren. Yes, I'm so excited. Now, Lauren is also a newer Mainer. Yes, I've been in Maine for four years. Okay. So, relatively. Very nice. Yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit. But, um, Lauren, we'll start off with what was your dream job growing up? How did you picture your life? What did you, like, did you think I'm going to be on the news? Did what she do you have think? home videos that were similar to mine is what <laughs> I'm wondering. Because I was always, like, we have so many videos of me being, like, it's Susan Longhair, and I'm the anchor. We have, we're, like, doing news videos growing up. Oh, my gosh, I love it. I probably knew that I wanted to do news when I was in high school. Cool. But as far as when I was, like, really young, I saw myself as a photographer. And that's probably just because my dad was a freelance photographer growing up. So he was he always had the camera out for every single function. Little or, you know, big or small. That is so cool, first of all, to have, like, a parent that documents your life so underappreciated. Also, like, doing freelance, like, also back freelance. in that day, yeah. I just feel like it's unheard of. Yeah, like, he would do a lot of stuff for the local newspapers, and then when my sisters and I were in, like, elementary school, middle school, he would always take pictures for the yearbook. He was, like, so were very you involved. So being <laughs> on camera, like, very comfortable? Yes, yeah. I'd say all three, like, myself and my two sisters... You know, we're always, always had the smile ready for the camera for <laughs> whatever he was taking pictures of. That is so cool. So did he like, take, like, I don't know, take pictures and stuff of you guys, like as a family, like you were his muses? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And like, like sporting events, like we played softball, so we'd always have his camera out for softball oh, that's games so fun. and the n- amount of photo albums we have in my house is the most absurd thing. That is so cool. Like it's stacks nice on stacks. Back. It's almost like a... Uh, not a dictionary, but an encyclopedia of your life. You're like, oh, I'm going to go back to 2008 and see if I have a photo from this. (laughs) I know. It is nice. And like a lot of times for like the station, whether it's like back, like they want pictures from like back to school. So like when we were younger, you know, in third grade, I'll say, dad, I need a picture and you know, send it to me. So plenty of options. (laughs) So where did you grow up? So I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, I grew up in a very small town, like outside of Pittsburgh called Brentwood. Pennsylvania. Nice. So, yeah. Sounds fancy. It's not that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to school in Pittsburgh as well, or did, when did you leave Pittsburgh? Yeah, so I graduated from a small liberal arts college called Clarion University, and it was a couple hours north of Pittsburgh, so I was pretty close to home throughout my college career. And yeah, I went there because they had a really good student-run television station, and that was sort of like what I was looking for, was that mm-hmm. hands-on experience. And uh, the TV station at my college was very hands-on, like four nights a week. They were putting on a half-hour broadcast, so I was part of 
putting together that like the show so producing and then they would have us go out and report on events that were happening around campus and anchoring and stuff too so it was like the best fit for uh, for college vibes yeah, we but we didn't have a real news no, station. No, we didn't, yeah. So where did you, where did it like go on live TV or was it just like in the college? The So yeah, it was just the college, but then the town of Clarion also, you could also watch it from, you know. Like your, online or something? Like on your television, like they had like oh. a specific channel for oh. like That's the so town. Cool. Yeah. That's oh so cool. kind of cool experience, yeah. Very cool. I remember like the first time when I was a freshman and I was... I was such a I was such a timid freshman. Like I knew that this was something I wanted to do, but like walking into the college being a freshman anyways is intimidating and you're on the TV screen. Yeah, totally. But like being a freshman, you kind of I don't know, I knew that I wanted to be involved with the TV station, but it took me like a few weeks to muster up the courage to like actually go in in there and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, you know, this is what I want to get involved in." Um and I remember watching Sorry, like, did you say a few weeks? okay weeks. that's that's pretty good <laughs> that's probably what it took me three years that is that's yeah. impressive that's cool but i remember like watching the ch- like the, the the local news on the on my little clarion television in my dorm room and saying like oh wow that, that's so cool oh that's cool so, that's yeah. so cool so was it rare for freshmen to be able to get involved or no were they pretty any, welcoming yeah everyone was really welcoming that's um cool. they they want everyone what a great way to feel it out like say you started doing that freshman year and and then you're like actually i don't want to do this at least you know like right from the get-go if you want to behind the camera or like you want to yeah yeah more hands-on yeah Yeah, and i was gonna say i started as a producer so the producer is the person who writes the show Mm -hmm. so i kind of started out with that and then the next semester i started doing more on camera stuff reporting Mm -hmm. anchoring you they even had meteorologists that (laughs) you know doing the weather just read it on like their iphone app or something no literally (laughs) we're just standing in front of a green screen just reading off of weather.com saying oh it's sunny today that is so funny so did you okay if someone was looking like to get into something like this would you recommend a college that has a really good program or how would you recommend they go about it after your experience yeah I would say looking back on my experience I'm thankful that I had it but I would definitely if I had to do it over again I'd probably pick a college or university that had more of a journalism aspect of it so I graduated with a digital communications degree and I took those classes for journalism but I wish I would have had maybe more of a focus in journalism Mm -hmm. that have like really I don't impressive programs Clarion was definitely like a smaller school that had a great program but a lot of the professors maybe didn't have that actual like world hands-on experience that you know they were working in newsrooms and stuff like that if that makes sense what would the difference be between the degrees like what's a journalism degree more I think it's just more focused on those specific classes. Like I took like a lot of like broadcast communication classes. So they, you know, talked about being on air and different things like that. But Mm -hmm. I think journalism focuses more on those specific skills. Would it like focus on like the story itself versus like how to present yourself on air? Okay. Yeah. Do you think that that came up a lot in interviews for those type of jobs or do you think more like you wish your skills were there when you had to be on camera the first time? Um, I think it's probably like a mix of both. I really think when someone's looking at, if you're, when you're first applying for those jobs, they look at that like internship experience more than the college, Mm -hmm. I would say. So I had a really great internship experience, which like actually led me to my first job. So what was that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. So I started at um, a very small station. So the TV stations are sort of um, ranked out of one to two hundred. So the number one station or the number one news market's New York City because of the demographics of the number of people that live there. My the station that I started at was a very small station, News Nine in Steubenville, Ohio, which was about an hour and fifteen minutes from Pittsburgh. So I still got to live at home for a little bit when I worked and interned there. Um, but they're ranked one sixty nine, so very yeah. small. The town of Steubenville is small, so um, yeah. So I was looking for an internship, and it ended up the news director at that station graduated from Clarion. 
And oh, so, nice. yeah, and I wanted to be able to have experience at a smaller station as opposed to Pittsburgh's Market 25. So that's like a pretty, you know, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's a bigger city. So I wanted to have that smaller experience that I knew that I'd be able to practice stuff on camera and and maybe shoot some video and edit and do all of those sort of you know, experience that you wouldn't be able to get. We've talked about that a lot with, if you aren't fully sure, like I know I want to do this for sure. Whether it's like, let's say digital, I know I want to do, sorry, this is just the way we speak. Google ads. I know that's what I want to do. Great. If you just know you like marketing as a whole, try a smaller company so you can do a little bit of Google ads, a little bit of like, I don't know, content marketing. Build up your knowledge and what you want to do. Right, and then that way you could go to a bigger one knowing you had a little bit more hands-on experience. It sounds very similar. We Mm -hmm. talk about that all the time. Yeah, and that summer was probably the craziest summer of my life because I worked, I think I had three days off in a span of like four months. Oh my gosh. I I would go go to my internship. It's an hour and 15 minutes away. I would, I worked, you know, a a full shift at the internship. What's a shift? Like, I, I shadowed a couple different shifts. So I did the day shift, so just a nine to mm-hmm. six. And then I would shadow some nighttime shifts, which is three to 11.30 midnight. And then I would Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I had um, a job at an amusement park where I was making French fries at this <laughs> amusement park in Pittsburgh. Well, so I would work 10 to 12 hour days I wish there. that TikTok was out then and you could do day in the life of my internship. She's like, at the news, I'm going to go sell French fries. I got to drive home. I, gotta... I think you made yeah. girl boss a bit too close to the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that was a crazy, crazy summer. And but... you still knew that you wanted to do it after working all those hours. Like you were like, this is it. Yeah, definitely. That's good. Yeah. Wow. So when you're looking for an internship or post-grad looking for a job, what is it like it's going to be a totally different like market to look for a job in this because it's so specific. You have to go to a specific area and competitive, I assume. Yeah. So, um, I think it is, it is kind of tough, but just, you have to sort of like get the small experience. So I had that experience at the internship where I was able to do all of the things. And then when I graduated, the news director at that station, you know, knew that I was, hard worker that I, you know, kind of dip my toes into all these different aspects of the station. So I was able to um, graduate and he offered me a job do- as a producer. So again, that's the person who writes the shows. They're the person who picks the order of the stories that you see based off of, you know, the importance of the story. What's the big story of the day? So uh, at first I like really wasn't excited about the producer job because I like graduated and I wanted to be on air. And I wanted to be a reporter out Mm. storytelling and out in the community and anchoring and all of that. But there wasn't a position open for that. And my news director said, hey, listen, we I will give you the the opportunity if you work hard at it. But I really think that this this experience producing is going to help you become a better writer. It's going to help you understand the flow of the newsroom and how to, you know, sort of be a team player and and understand all these different roles. And if you do this, if you jump into this role, I guarantee you'll be a better reporter, a better anchor because of that experience. So that's sort of how I like went into it. It's kind of like a work your way up, but a totally different field than like, it's still climbing a ladder essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I kind of started at a role that I wasn't super excited about, but I'm so glad that I took that year. It was probably like a year and a half that I was a producer before I got to be on air and on camera. So yeah. Before we get into all of this, now that I'm thinking about it, can you break down the different areas of like the news? So like who writes the stories? I don't don't know. Who's involved? (laughs) I don't even know how to like describe it to you, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of different roles in a newsroom. So you have your producers so each producer has their own show so one producer does the 10 o'clock then another producer does the six o'clock so okay. all of those different shows so you have i to- recently watched the morning show and i feel like i have a crazy understanding of it now like yeah the drama behind oh it yeah definitely yeah. yeah so there you have producers you have an assignment editors the person who's sort of seeing emails from you know pr agencies and different story pitches and different events that are happening in the community 
Then so, you have... sorry, do the producers write the content or do they yeah. just gather? Like, we want a story about this. Yeah, they'll write the content. Okay. Let's say, like, a photographer goes out and um, shoots a story on something. <laughs> then they bring it back to the station. The producer would be the person to write the story. Okay, sorry, I'm going to back you up. Yeah. So, let's, so, let's say we have... So, let's say Live and Work in Maine. We do welcome home events... This is only because it's been on the news for. Yes. I'm not pitching <laughs> what's been on the news. We, so when we have a welcome home event, we, con- like our PR person reaches out to someone like who, the assignment person. Yeah, the assignment Then does. they tell you, hey, just a little bug in your ear. This is going on. You would then decide, okay, I'm going to write a story on this. Can this photographer, hey, could you go take pictures at, of this event? And you're going to write a story about it. Yeah, sort of. So, like, if the assignment desk gets gets the story, we have, like, a morning meeting where we discuss mm-hmm. this, the assignments, what story pitches we like, because as a reporter, you're supposed to pitch stories for Okay. So, you know, you come in with a few story ideas, and then they decide whether or not they want to run with it. Um, so, the assignment desk gets the story pitch, then they decide, hey, we love that event. Let's, let's go. That's at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. We're going to send someone, whether it's a reporter or a photographer or whatnot and then they shoot the event they get video they do interviews and then they'll bring that content back to the station and then a producer would write it okay and then someone writes something and then the anchor would read it to introduce yeah so yeah that's the producer's job is to like pretty much write what the anchors so the producer does a lot of work (laughs) yes the producer does a lot of work it's it's it really is um it's a lot of things happening at once and then you're not only doing working on local content but you're also working on national content as well seeing the big stories that are happening true wow you don't want to miss something i know yeah so that's that's a lot um and then, you know, your anchors, you have photographers, you have your news director, so the, you know, the person who is the oh. boss of the, of the newsroom. So your Google alerts, do you have those? Are they crazy? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All of the alerts. I'm like, that's so insane. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm like thinking like social media wise, you have to be like, you know, pretty involved in what's going on. I cannot imagine being in the news. Yeah, like, I just have to watch the news. Like I gotta make sure you're doing your job, yeah. so I do my job. <laughs> and they tell but... you like instantly on the news, so like it's they... wild. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you definitely have to be plugged in a lot of the time. Hmm. On my days off, I try to not be plugged. I was in. just gonna yeah. ask, that would how, drive me crazy. How does that like? How do you create boundaries with that? Because like I don't know, we talk about it a lot. Again, I'm trying to put this in our brains. Like marketing wise, you're on your phone and stuff for work all the time. And, like, on social media that you sometimes are, like, it's exhausting to have it also as your hobby, you know? Yeah. And it must be kind of similar to be, like, I don't want to learn about this fire that's happening and think about what story I'm going to write. Yeah, you definitely, you have to be, I mean, when you're working, you have to be on it. Right. And, and, and looking at things and on social media and, and seeing what's happening. But on my days off, I just unplug from, yep. I don't look at my email, I, it's, that's don't really open up Twitter because I'm always on Twitter for when I'm actually at work. I mean, so, you know, some viewing for Twitter is personal too, right. but I try to like really limit that while I'm not at work because, yeah, I don't may not necessarily care about a fire that happens on the highway unless it's actually affecting right. me or yeah, you know, you're going the, to report on it. Yeah, yeah, so I try to unplug on my days off for yeah. sure. No. Yeah, I didn't even think of that like as a thing until she was talking about no. collecting all the information. I'm like, oh my god, that's I just what, thought your brain has to be like have a space to fill out this information. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm tired for you. What are your favorite ways to unplug? Is it cycling? Yeah, definitely <laughs> spin classes. I learned how to ski a couple years ago. Nice. Which is, is that a main born hobby? Yes. That's cool. Yeah. I just, I took a lesson at Sunday River. I fell in love with it and bought a pass the next day. And, wow. Oh my God. Amazing. And just, yeah, I'd never touched skis before in my life. I'm going to look lesson. for you on the slopes next yes, year. Yes, please do. <laughs> so, okay. Now we, we just put a little plug in here. So how did you get here to Maine? Wait, I want to oh, go, go back a little bit. So you were a producer at this station in Ohio. Yes. Is that where you were first on air? Did you yes. make it there? Yeah. Okay. So I, I was a producer for about a year and a half and then moved into being on camera and being on air. And what was the first time on air like? Was that nerve wracking? Oh yeah. yeah. It was it was There's really nerve wracking. Yeah, so my very first time on air was covering breaking news, which 
was like, oh my God, what is happening right now? So I was working a random Saturday. I wasn't even an official reporter yet, but my news director was like, oh my gosh, we, everyone's on vacation. It's this random Saturday in late July. We're going to have you report, you know, okay, great. So I had my original story. I don't even remember what the original story was. And then at like 7.30 at night, we're getting reports of major flooding in this town across the river from us. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, we have to go. So we run down there. Oh, you go to the flood. Okay. Yeah, so we go to the flood. It's absolute mayhem. Like this one nursing home is completely flooded. Mm-hmm. Like people, like it's oh, it's so cra- it's so crazy. So, you know, this is my first time mm-hmm. reporting, let alone on breaking news. So we had to get interviews with people. We had to shoot all of the video and just really run and like hustle to get it all done. So we, we did all of those things, came back to the station. I wrote something to be live on the scene for, and yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy because I, I, I felt like all of my experience producing has sort of led me up to this because I've yeah. watched other reporters cover breaking news and like sort of the thought, like the process of, of how it goes and like what is important to have the viewers know and what's important to shoot video wise. So when I was there, I just, I felt, I don't know, I felt like it, it was crazy, but it also, I felt kind of calm because mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. I felt yeah, like yeah. pretty confident in that. And then my first time on air, I like nailed the live shot. I was so excited, but like Amazing. my heart was just beating out of my chest the whole time. I like, would think preparing. like throwing you right into something that's crazy. You're like, I have to do. Like I have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like that's the fun. Of, like that's why you do it. You exactly. Know what I mean? Like you totally. do it for that high. So what? Like yeah, I I, I get it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was awesome. And then pretty much from there, I like a couple months later, I officially signed a contract. So as a as a reporter, as an anchor, you sign mm-hmm. contracts. So I officially signed a two-year contract with my news station and, yeah, reported and, and anchored and got all that experience there, too. Wow. And somewhere along the lines, you moved to Maine. Yes. So when did that come up? So I knew that I wanted to, like, so a lot of times at these small stations, like, you're only there for a couple years. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, stay in Steubenville for my entire life. And, but it was nice to like have my first station be so close to home. So I would go home a lot on my weekends. I And you could tell your family, like, turn on TV. Yeah, like, exactly. It's breaking news. Like, Don't watch me. <laughs> <laughs> my dad every day still, to this day, watches every broadcast. I'm crying. Oh, every weekend. So every single weekend. You know, nice dress or oh that, that, that's a crazy story. You look so great. Cute. And then on my reporting days, what time are you on? Thank you. 6.07, Dad. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that is really sweet. Um, but, sorry, I forget. I, what was the question? Mean, how did you get here? <laughs> yeah, so I was, like, looking for other stations, and I knew from a past visit, um, I have a friend who lives in, or has a beach house in Rhode Island, and this was my first time, like, in Rhode Island, and I was like, oh my gosh, quintessential mm. New England is where I want to be. I want to mm. be somewhere in New England. So I was looking at stations. I never had to even really considered Portland or thought about Portland, but I saw that it was market 78, which was definitely a doable jump from 168 to 78 mm-hmm. as, um, as You're a saying, market. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Well, no, I'm just thinking, I was going to ask her like, what number <laughs> is Portland? And then I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Wait, like, how you do you can't know about a number? To, she was telling us about in the 200, it goes up to 200. Okay. That, so like, Okay, sorry, sorry. That was you 60s. Ha- you can't, yes. move, you yes. can't move to like, I'm going to go to the number one station. Right, you can't go from like Steubenville oh, to New sorry. York City. I was, I get what you're saying. Rankings of the numbers. Yes. I, I was thinking like, <laughs> like zones. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did you know? I was thinking like we were zones. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm Portland's sorry. market like I'm 70. You <laughs> a secret side hustle. Okay, sorry. Okay, you. So Portland was a notable jump. Yeah. What were you before again? 168. 69. And then Portland went to 78. Yeah. Okay. So it was like a pretty decent jump. And yeah, I in, in this station that I'm at here, WGME, was in the same company as my old station. So when you want to move up within your company, you don't necessarily have to wait until your contract is up. You can just okay. sort of like, it's kind of like upward mobility. So you can just move up to That's cool. the other station. So yeah, so I started applying here. I 
had my interview and I had never been up here, but they flew me up here for the interview and I was like, wow, this is where I want to be. That's awesome. And yeah. And actually I didn't even get the job the first time that I came up here. Another, um, another girl got the job, um, which what year was is this? heartbreaking. This was in 2018. Okay. So I was 25. Yeah. But I basically, I was told I didn't get the job, but that there were that, but that they did like me and that there would be other opportunities and the other opportunity happened like two weeks later. Oh, so it no. ended, it ended it all up working like all out. And you're like still sad about it. And then you're like, never mind. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Okay. This is awesome. <laughs> so yeah. So that's sort of how it all worked out as so far as getting 2018. Yeah. Yep. Summer of 2018. Good time. To Great be, time. Yeah. It, I, I moved during like a heat wave. My apartment yeah. was so hot. I'm like, Oh wait, air conditioning is not really a thing. <laughs> Unless yeah. you have, you know, so also, if getting an air AC in Maine in the summer, good luck to you. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Sold I, out. I went to Lowe's and I'm like, I need, this is like, this needs to be a top priority because my apartment right. is an absolute oven. I'm on the third yeah. floor. It's like, oh, you need no. it. It's like, you're like, it's like going to, um, like urgent care. You're like, yes. no, no. Like I need this. This is a need, not a want. This is like, I will die if I don't have it. I go to Lowe's. I get this, you know, like the air conditioners that just sit on the floor and you stick a tube out the window. Yes. I get that. I'm like, this is great. I lug this 80 pound air conditioner upstairs to my third floor apartment. You're going to take a cold shower after that. Plug it in and it, it blows a fuse to the entire <gasps> building. No. And I'm like, oh. And you just moved here, my right? my God. Just I just moved, moved here. I'm by myself. Like this I, girl. I don't have family. I don't have friends up here. I'm doing all of this stuff by myself and mm. um and my landlords ended up buying like a window unit and oh. they install and that was great but that's very nice yeah. that's like one of those moments where you're like you're so overwhelmed in a new place you just start crying you're like oh, oh yeah literal <laughs> tears I started sobbing just like right there just so overwhelmed and so yeah catch me calling my dad and I'm like mm, how much time do you get I need to come install an AC <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Liz called me she was in, she had lived alone in a town and she was like I have to put an AC in a window. Oh my god! It's a stressful situation because you like any if anyone's below the window, if you're especially if you're on the second floor, yeah, you're just you're done. I did not feel strong enough to be doing that, but it worked out. (laughs) I remember that was one of my first moments where I'm like, wow, people living alone, really, that is impressive. You grow up fast. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, summer 2018 is when I moved here, and yeah. So, okay, so you lived in, so you moved to Maine. What's, what's it like? You have to like make new, I heard you say you didn't have any friends here. Yeah. No family. What was it like? Yeah, that was definitely a transition period. And that's something that you sort of are, you just know that you're going to have to do in this industry is move to a different oh, that's state, a, a different city, just to move up within mm-hmm. yeah. where you're at. Um, so yeah, I moved here and actually I had, I had one friend who I met on Instagram I saw this girl on Instagram and I just messaged her like months before I even moved to Portland. I was like, hi, like, I know this is really weird, but I love your posts and I think we could be maybe friends. I'm like looking to move to Portland. She's like, oh my gosh, if you ever, if you ever move to Portland or if you ever come up here, please let me know. And we, you know, kept in contact. And when I had my interview up here, she came to my hotel, this girl that I've never met before came to my hotel, who I was, you know, friends with online and we went on a brewery tour in oh Portland. She showed me like all of, you know, a kind of like an insider look at Portland and Maine. Then and you knew that you wanted to move here. Like that's the way to see it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that, she, she was my one and only friend person that I knew going that's into so this. That's so cool. We talk all the time about like using the internet to make real life like connections. Yes. For example, we're sitting here because of the internet. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the, Just message someone. Yeah. I, I had. I hope you guys are still friends. That would be really. No, nice. we are. That's I went to awesome. her wedding um, a couple summers ago, and we're still really good friends. We're supposed to like see each other in a couple weeks. That's so, so cute. That's funny. I had a girl message me that lived like I don't even know. I don't remember, but very far away. And she messaged me and was like, "Hi, I saw that you live in Maine. I'm considering living in Maine. Can you tell me what a day in the life is like?" Oh my god, that's awesome. I was like, so hold cute. on, let me take a video of everything. And I really like wrote down a full day of my life. I mentioned Rev actually in it, like oh. saying like you could go to like a place like Rev and it's on the water. Oh, it was yes. like a Thompson's Point, stuff mm-hmm. like this. 
then like a month later whatever a month later live and work in maine the job started to come to fruition and i literally took a screenshot of this i'm like i already do this so just gonna slide that picture <laughs> screenshot oh of yeah a human asking me um why they should live and work in maine so oh my gosh absolutely anyways the internet is just crazy it's the best yeah yeah i love it it was honestly like i was so thankful that I had reached out to her. Yeah, like that's girl. so... Also, like, what a warm welcome, too, to be like, okay, like, this. I happen to land on a normal human being that's being nice to me. Like, this is a good sign. Yes. Yeah, it kind of shows, like, ones. what the community yeah. is like here. Yeah, definitely. It was such... It was so awesome, and I'm so thankful that she's... so. Aww. And she's actually the person who introduced me to Rev, oh too. God. Wow, good friend. Full and circle. look where you are now. She just hit 400 rides. I know. <laughs> that's I just impressive. saw that. <laughs> Yeah, it's so crazy though. <laughs> now I hope that we bump into each other in class. Oh my gosh, I hope so too. We'll have to talk when we when you guys go and stuff. <laughs> so we okay. So you're in Maine. You what's your life like now compared to you know what I mean? Have you created this community for yourself that you feel comfortable in? Yeah. So when I first moved here, I took the morning uh, reporter position. What so, is that? What's like you the might shift? you might think mornings like seven a.m. The morning shift is basically an overnight shift. So I would wake oh, up <laughs> at 1.30 in the morning. My day would start at 3 in the morning. Like You'd... in the office? Yes. Oh. So like you, ha- I wake up at 1.30, shower, do my hair, do my makeup, full on, like get ready for work, drive into the station, and then get handed my assignment at 3 o'clock and I'm live on the air at 4.30. So that was the shift that I started on, which made it very challenging to really live any normal life. And I worked the morning shift at my old station too, so I was kind of used to the What time do you get out? Uh, (laughs) What time is it it over? Yeah, 11.30 So if you're going to see a friend, you're probably getting lunch and then you're going to bed. Basically, yeah. Like I would pop melatonin at 4.30 p.m., and wow. try to be winding down for bed like five, six o'clock. Wow. So that's a tough adjustment. And then you're not doing that necessarily every single day of the week, right? So then you have like so awkward days in between. When I was like on the when you're on the when you're on a shift, you're like on a shift. So mm-hmm. I worked that Monday through Friday, that okay. morning shift, and then I had weekends off. But then yeah, so your weekends you're like staying up and then you have to wake up. Yeah. At, it's so it's tough, yeah. Up. Like if I wanted to do something at night, I'd take a nap after my shift and but still, I mean, your body when you're waking up at one in the morning, right? Your 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 just internal clock is waking you up at like five, six o'clock. What's it called? Your circadian circ? What you know? I'm talking about anyone? I don't know what you're circadian talking about. Circadian rhythm. Yes. Yes. It makes sense. Sounds right. <laughs> uh, zone seventy eight. <laughs> yeah, you should know this. Um, so okay, yeah, sorry. That's the, that's the shift that I started wow. on. Wow. And I have worked is that called at- grave? No, it's nighttime. Graveyard shift. It's called like yeah, like just our morning no, sorry. shift. Yeah. But now yeah. you're. But I think you said you're on the night shift now. Yeah, I worked every shift in the book. So I started on mornings and then did like a day shift and then worked some weekend day shifts. And then a year ago, about a year ago, I was moved to the night shift. So wow. okay, sorry. So you so you started off on so you, it's hard to have like a life. Yeah. In the beginning, okay. <laughs> and yeah, continue. but like you you, I mean, I made a lot of friends. Like and like I'll say like my experience moving to a new place. Like I just said yes to everything, even mm-hmm. if I was tired. If someone wanted to get a drink or if someone wanted to go for a walk or do something, especially like you make a lot of friends like at the station, I would say the people that you work with are just the, one of the best parts about the job because it's, it's a weird industry and it's kind of like we're all in this a weird bubble together yeah. as far as like your lifestyle. So a lot of people at the station would, you know, go to a brewery or go get lunch. So I met a lot of people in that way that were all working these crazy mm-hmm. shifts. So, so yeah. like in the sense of recommending it to someone else who is moving to a new place, Kind of considering if you're going to work with someone, maybe if there's like two people in the office, it could be a little challenging. Yeah. So maybe working at a place that has people some that people. are going <laughs> and doing things. Just, yeah, like if right. you know, I, I don't know, you go work, like, oh, I'm going to go work for this one human being as their assistant. Not saying you shouldn't, but just know it could be a little bit harder to meet people. Yeah. So yeah. working at a place that has more employees is kind of like IBEC has employees. That'd be yeah. a good place to like meet people. Yeah. Yeah, that's Yeah, cool. that's true. And like our station, like, so. This is a, a good like second market for a lot of reporters. So um, we have a mix of people who've been there for decades. Like a lot of our photographers have been there for like 20, 30 years. What's a second market? 
Um, so basically, like your like my first market was Steubenville. So just oh. the first like. Mar- oh, so your second jump. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So second market, second station. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the normal amount that someone will do in a career? I think it really just depends. Yeah. A lot of people will get to maybe their second market and fi- find out they, they love it there and they want to actually move there and live there. I feel like that has Maine because all of our news people have been there since I was a kid. Yeah, yes. That's, that's why they're like celebrities. <laughs> yeah. I know. And yeah, even like a lot of like our main anchors at our station have been there for like, you know, 20 years and a lot of, but it's, it's a, a lot of our, our station's a big mix of people that have been there for a really long time and then people who maybe have been there for just a few years um, at a time. So a lot of, yeah, I would say like a mix of like older people and then younger people in their 20s. That's one of your main anchors right now. Yeah, Jen Long and Greg Lagerquist, they anchor our evening shows. So the 5, 6, 7, 10, and 11. And Charlie Lepresti is our meteorologist at night. And then in the morning, Katie Sampson and Jeff Peterson are our morning anchors so that's what as an anchor like that's what you work towards to get like those prime times yeah I think it just depends on the the person's goals and what Mm -hmm. they're looking to do I think some people you know don't really want to anchor and 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 they would rather be out in the field reporting on stories and doing that sort of thing so I think it just depends on Mm -hmm. what your goals are do you know what your like preferences I love I honestly love having the mix I love being out in the field and reporting during the week, and then on the weekends, being able to stay in house, mm-hmm. stay in the building, yeah. and and work on the shows like in that capacity. So it I definitely you like a variety. Definitely, yeah, it's a oh. nice mix. So, Sorry, yeah. so many questions. I, whenever we have interviews like this where we know nothing, we're like, like we have Actually, the flight yes. attendant on, and we're like. Sorry, oh no, you have to literally explain every word yeah, you're from saying. from day one. Yeah, <laughs> no. right. No, totally. Like, how do you pick up the trash? Like, you have trash bags? Like, <laughs> I'm like, like, I like, what is know. your diet? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so many things. What do you, how do you work out? Do you just do laps on the plane back and forth? Like, what happens? <laughs> yeah. No, Sorry, totally. that is, wow, the fact that you go to Rev is now opening up my eyes to, like, how do you work out? That's insane. Like, your yeah. life is so crazy. It's probably not like, oh, I always go at this time. We will never like, run I'm going to fit this in. We will never run into her. <laughs> she will be there at 12 o'clock in yeah. the middle of the day. Yeah. Right. No, so true. Like, my workout schedule now is, I mean, because you have to sleep. You have to kind of sleep. So my so my right. schedule now for the night shift is 3 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Oh, right. Sorry. I was... I was thinking the one thirty. Yeah, so but then I'm like, you don't go to bed until like you have to go home like unwind. unwind. Yeah, so it definitely takes time for me to go to bed. But I'm like, I'm very much a morning person. So staying up this late is really still an adjustment for me. I mean, by the time I get home, there's really no unwinding. I jump into bed mm. and it's pretty much Let's within <laughs> within a half hour. You watch TikTok for twenty minutes on your phone, and yep. then you're like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a transition. Um, for that shift. Is anyone does anyone do a shift after you? So the morning producers come in like overnight. So they'll come in as we're as the night shift is leaving. So 11:30 you so, have a producer that comes in. So there's starts, always a team there. There's always someone in and the is building. Is there an anchor there? No. The so anchors if, will if come in at 3. So if something crazy happens, the producer's going on TV. It's not, not necessarily okay. like we, we just have like our time slots. So like our, our morning shows go from 4.30 to 7 on CBS and then we simulcast on Fox. So then we have another show from 7 to 9 a.m. Okay. So unless it would be something, they would never make a producer go on air. There's like union roles. Would they just call someone in or would they call someone in? They like, would let's call someone God in. God forbid, I'm just saying like someone very important passed away. Someone would have to go on, right? This is a great example. So when George H. W. Bush passed away, we all know he has. They have the home right in um, Kenny Bumport. Mm -hmm. When that happened, that happened at like midnight. Mm -hmm. Is when we when the media outlets had that knowledge of of that happening, and that's a that's a big deal for Maine because and just how involved they are in the community. Right. So our, I mean, that was full hands-on deck. I mean, they were calling people into the station at midnight saying, when we need you to get here. When can you get here? So we, we, and we like broke into programming to be live on the air for morning shows from, I don't even remember what, what time it was, mm-hmm. but for maybe like five, 6 AM to 8 AM. And then we had a noon show and this was on a weekend too. So it wasn't your mm-hmm. normal day, but they had like full on 
hands on deck. When so that you can happened. kind of like be on call when you're not there too. Exactly. If it's something that is that major, yeah. they won't do it necessarily if it's just, if it's something that could, the crew that's there already right. can handle it. But because it, of when that happened at midnight, Friday night, so, you know, it was one of those things. And, like, that, Saturday morning, everyone's going to be watching. Yeah. Also, yeah. I would think as a someone on the news, you would, like, want to be a part of something. That, yeah. Obviously, that is a tragedy. But, like, you want to be a part of what is happening. Of the like coverage. The big story. Yeah. And that was one of the coolest experiences, covering that. Because I'm, I'm talking to all of these people in town that, have, that are really close with the Bushes. And mm-hmm. I, I talked to this one guy who was an aide for um for president bush and he talked about how he was applying for um for medical school and he and george um george hw bush wrote him a letter of recommendation oh my gosh i know can you imagine (laughs) so he gets into this he he gets the letter back saying that he was approved and and um but it happened the day that he died so he wasn't able to tell him that that his letter of recommendation, you know, like right. a letter of recommendation, like really made a difference. So I I mean, talking to just like it's like that's like the kind of experiences that are, wow, that so cool. are, are really cool about the job that you get to meet. And, and then, I feel like I lost out now that I'm thinking about. It. I'm like I will never get a letter of recommendation from George W. Bush. <laughs> yeah, you should H. just Bush. befriend a president. I'm very. I'm just feeling a little bit like oh, it's a main. I feel like it's a main stamp of like you really made it in yeah. Maine. Yeah. If you got that recommendation letter. Well, on that topic, what yeah. are your favorite parts about the job? Yeah, we can't, I'm assuming some of your least favorite are the 1:30 part. Yeah. The timing. Yeah. Okay, so we yeah. covered yeah. that. We covered that. <laughs> now, some of your favorite parts. Yeah, I I love just this. Just the aspect of storytelling in general is really cool, and it's cool when you like move to a new place, and you don't really know different areas. Like you really probably just know the area that you live in, and maybe some of the surrounding towns. But as a reporter, you get sent on like the craziest stories, and in, in in the really cool areas too what a um, great way to learn a new area totally yeah because you you get sent i mean we'll get sent I've, i was sent like four hours away for a story once which is pretty crazy mm-hmm. and that was like a big story but yeah i just love like the storytelling aspect of it and meeting people in the community that are doing really cool things that i would have never met mm-hmm. otherwise so i think that's probably one of my favorite parts of that's cool of the job especially with reporting and yeah anchoring's really is really cool too just to be that person that's like like that's like you're you'd turn on the news and that's who you see delivering the news and um you have to like bring that kind of confidence into what you're doing for reporting and anchoring because people can people like can see that that if you're confident or if you're kind of nervous and like not confident that's funny i did want to ask you like did you feel when you first started out like not confident and like nervous and now like has your confidence grown throughout the years and also like seeing yourself back do you feel like oh I look confident or like how does it feel to watch yourself yeah I remember watching myself anchor for the first time like watching it back first of all this is the most I'm so embarrassed about this I had lipstick on my front teeth (laughs) why didn't anyone tell you that's what I'm saying no one told me that I had lipstick in my teeth but I watched it back I'm like oh my god my first time anchoring I had lipstick literally right on my front oh, tooth. You can oh only God. go up from there, though. <laughs> That's what I'm... And it was on Christmas Eve, so you I'm know, sure not I, that many people I, are watching. I can't imagine. I had a Zoom call with a professor. I had a chia seed in my tooth, and I still oh. think about it to this day. And it was just a Zoom call one-on-one <laughs> with another person. Yeah. I can imagine that it's tough. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was quite embarrassing. But watching that back and just seeing like the progress that I've made, and just from the, even the difference in my voice and... Yeah. and and just confidence overall but I also do think that you need to like bring confidence every single day Mm -hmm. it's not just something that like okay I have confidence now it's like you have to sort of build that up and you know there are some days where I I go into work and I'm like I'm not feeling it I'm not having a great day but you have to be able to just get rid of like all the outside noise and and not let that affect your reporting or your anchoring um because people can people can see that and people kind of kind of know that so you would definitely have to like bring each like bring a new confidence to each day and each report if that makes sense mm-hmm. i feel like we talk a lot about different ways that we get confidence and part of it is just like being prepared too. like on the days where we're feeling prepared for a podcast mm-hmm. whether that's like a good night's sleep and we let go of work like if we schedule enough time between our work day and a podcast yeah we're a little bit more on it than if we're like 505 
we're on we're like come on we're like who are we even talking to I <laughs> yeah don't like remember. what totally yeah so. and I think too like it depends on like some stories Jen Long who is our evening anchor has been like a mentor to me just as far as helping me with just improving overall and when I come back from the station after like a good day of reporting and like doing live shots for our evening show, she's like, man, like you did great. Like what was like, why did you feel like so like, or, you know, why did you do so well for this? And sometimes it's just knowing your scripts, you know, extra that you're kind of, for example, this, this was, um, I was covering downtown in the old port. Um, I was talking to a restaurant owner who was upset about the streets reopening to traffic when they were closed for the pandemic because of um, the city, one of the city's like rules. So I was down there covering that. And sometimes you don't know, you just feel comfortable with your script. So you're just able to, if you have to go off of your script, cause you're writing everything in your phone as far as like what you're saying on television, it's all pre-produced. Like it's all something that I'm writing out in the field. So I'm like doing an interview, logging the interview, just, you know, writing word for word what they're saying and then coming up with my own like concise script that is going out over air so um so yeah I was just I don't know just kind of comfortable so when you're saying that I'm trying to so let's say Liz and I are like you're doing and hold on let's see it's similar to podcasting I think like we wrote we sent you questions yeah but you could say something where we're like oh we should comment on that instead of just going into the next question like you don't know necessarily what the person you're interviewing is going to say and you want to be able to adjust yeah accordingly okay yeah especially with with going into like normally I'll have like a couple questions in mind but then as you guys know from doing the podcast your di- different questions come right. up and then you kind of just go to I don't know go from there so uh, yeah it comes after experience too like to know your audience and know like what they want mm-hmm. you to ask like you start to get in tune like okay the main people probably want to know what this will do for small business whatever I don't know small businesses yeah. as opposed to if you're talking to a bunch of kids they probably want to know like uh, what time does the bar open? Let's totally. Say. Like different questions? Okay. Yeah. And I mean, That's for great. that story, I also interviewed people that were outside because the, they didn't shut it down yet, but they were going to like for the weekend. So talking to people and sometimes you, I don't know, sometimes it's also tough because you're like breaking news to people out. Like when yeah. you're, when you're covering stories, like, Hey, did you um, hear about this? And they're like, wait, what? Like the street's <laughs> closing. Like we were so excited to be here all summer and stuff like, like that. How do you feel? <laughs> it sounds like that's not a good thing. Can you elaborate? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, for that story, like specifically, I come back to the station and Jen was like, Oh my gosh, like you, you just had such confidence about, you know, and sometimes you just, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a story really well and that that shows like over air and you're not just reading from your script you're kind of if if I go off my script I, I know where to land you know like the Michael yeah. Scott like I sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where I, <laughs> yeah, but me. like yeah no that's definitely me too sometimes I'll ask a question I'm like oh my god I have no idea where I was going with that I'm so sorry I did, I did wonder when you said there were people at the station that had been there for 20 30 years I'm like I wonder if they take all the new people like under their wing like how cool is it to be around new people but also people that are so comfortable and been there for years yeah that's what I love about like our station specifically like everyone's so nice and willing to work with you and help you achieve whatever goals that you want which I think is really and that doesn't happen in every newsroom I think a lot of newsrooms and I'm not I'm just speaking from like other people's experience that I've seen like in this industry but a lot of people like a lot of stations aren't like that and a lot of stations aren't as welcoming yeah right oh my gosh that show is absolutely insane and it is sort of an accurate depiction of what i would think like new york like the really famous people that could get pretty dramatic yeah not as welcoming right yeah for sure but like these are some of my favorite ones because now i feel like i'm like i know something a lot of people don't know said yeah do you know what a producer does (laughs) like basic knowledge i know it no it's yeah it's cool do you have a like one specific specific favorite day or memory? Like one thing that you're like, I'm so glad I got to be a part of that. Oh my gosh! I know you said the George Bush one, but yeah, that was a really cool one. One of my favorite. I really like fe- covering feature pieces. So, you know, you have like breaking news. You have um, we do a lot of stuff at the State House. Um, so a lot of political stories. But one of my, I really like feature pieces. So taking someone who's doing something kind of crazy or kind of cool and talking to them about what they're doing mm-hmm. last year I got to cover and a lot of story this was a story pitch it just shows like again how social media and how you learn about some of these stories someone who was um at uh, a writer at rev 
reached out to me and was like, hey, Lauren, like, I don't know if this would be a good story or not, but my neighbor rides around on his like motorized scooter and delivers dog treats to all of the neighborhood dogs. Great story. Every single day. He's been doing it. <laughs> <Crying>. <laughs> That's so nice. He does. He's like, he used to be like a letter carrier. He used to work like for the post office. And now oh he God. just like does that every single day. And wow. like, I look that up after. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love for you guys to Wait, actually watch that. We'll post it. We'll post yeah. the story. Yes. It's my, it is one of my favorite stories that I've ever done. And it's just because it was so, it was just like, it was, you got to be creative with it. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> so cute. I'm so just thinking of all the, a couple times. thinking of all the ideas to like like the dog pun when you're saying be creative like you know but that's who you're kind of talking about right like the you could put a dog pun in there or something silly. Oh yeah, it's like a lighthearted fun. So yes. you're giving like a nice story that people are gonna be happy about. That's that why people beautiful. love like Parker always talks about like oh today's show so depressing or whatever blah blah blah, and then we'll watch like the main news. He's like oh. Love it. Yes. Love it. I know. And that, that was just, that was so fun. We followed him. We put a microphone on him and we shot video. I was with a photographer. Um, so we were shooting video of him del- tossing, tossing the, the dogs. Cute. And this, this neighborhood has so many, like every house in the street, I swear, has a dog. So like, you you know what I mean? Like, so he's like <laughs> sort of like, like an ice cream truck. You think yes. that, but people knew the news were coming and they're like, I need a dog. Hurry right? up. Right? <laughs> so yeah. So that was one of my favorite stories. And this is this may be getting into like too much detail about like a story, but normally like a story is a minute thirty, and you they because they don't want things to drag on for for really long unless it's like an investigative piece that you know mm-hmm. needs a little bit more time to explain certain things. But I came back to the station and I I was logging everything that this guy's saying and different gnats. So you know a a a, a dog barking. You know I would mm-hmm. dog barking at this time so the photographer sees like what time it's. It's a lot, it's, you know, going on. So um, I came back and I was like, I want to do, I want to make this a gnat package. And so a gnat package is me not saying any words. It is just interview, you know, interview, gnat of dog, you know, the different things that they're saying. And that's like kind of a cool, like. And you're saying as opposed to you speaking over, you've already like includes your interview and then you're like, it's your voiceover. Yes. Voiceover over your interview. Yeah. So there was like no voiceover. It was all just this guy. Cause this guy was so great. That's kind of fun. It was, it's one of my favorite like pieces to sort of write and put together so that, yeah I, I would love for you guys to see that story yeah. we, we will definitely be seeing that <laughs> that, was, so cool. that was definitely my one of my favorite stories I've ever put oh, together so and those sweet. are like the stories I like to cover like feature stories so would you say okay but you don't produce anymore but like a producer it would be nice if they're someone who's like a part of the community like very involved so that way they get a lot of information um we just like will get information like story tips just from being Mm -hmm. a news station like they'll just be sent PR people and yeah exactly social media must have changed it a lot too you're a lot more accessible yeah yeah and and we have a Facebook page so we'll get news tips Mm -hmm. on our Facebook page and just yeah just being out in the community people just message (sighs) you for story ideas and stuff like that did we have a question on the Instagram? We had a question. One that I thought was worth asking was, they a listener asked, what qualities would you say make a good TV anchor or reporter? Oh, that's a good one. What I think is cool about our job is whatever you're covering, you sort of have to become a master of what you're covering. If I'm going to... I'm trying to think of an example. If I'm going to talk to a professor at USM about chemistry. I have no idea what, I have no idea what they're talking about, but you sort of have to like learn. So then you can take that information and report it to your viewers in a clear way. That's that anyone can understand. So I think that's, it's, it's the willingness to be able to learn different jobs and to be able to write write a story and have it be clear and accurate and easy to understand so I think that's probably a good aspect of of just willingness to learn and just willingness to like work hard at your job too and like I think what you're all you're all like what you're kind of getting at is like adaptable like yes. yeah. as they're talking and you're like interpreting what they're saying even though you don't understand you might not fully understand it. How can I like adapt that into a digestible question? And kind of yeah. like being able to separate your life outside also. I feel like it's another one that you said that would be good. Like you have yeah. to be on when you're on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you have to be able to 
yeah, kind of wow. turn it on and, and bring that confidence to your... You don't have the luxury of, like, us having an hour to be like, no, no, sit, what's a nat? Like, you don't right. have that luxury. You have, like you said, let's say five minutes to interview someone and break it. I'm sure you break it down, yeah. obviously, more. But how long is an interview half. typically... You might not show the whole interview, right? Oh, we definitely okay. do not. And a so lot of hard. times, like we, when we interview someone, they're like, "You're just gonna take thirty seconds of what I say." And I'm like, "I yes, yes, <laughs> checks out." Because again, it's like you have like time slots. Right. Like minute thirty is the typical length of a story that the producers expect at the station. So you don't want to go over that because mm-hmm. that will mess up the flow of their show. So a typical interview, five ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then you're picking a, a soundbite and or a few sound bites depending on what the format of of the story is it's so funny like this full interview and it's really oh my gosh like i know say one thing sometimes i feel bad when i because you know it, the, the, whoever you're doing the interview with take is taking the time out of their day but like that's just the way that the news goes yeah, but you, show biz and yeah. you learn what is best used on on tv like what people want to see yeah and it yeah it just depends on like you usually like you know you want to pick the best sound bite so make sure yeah. the person isn't maybe you know, mumbling through it, or you know, you want to you want to make them look good too, depending yeah. on what the story is. Unless they say something really juicy, and they're like, oh, getting that. Oh yeah, like <laughs> yeah, right. No, but yeah, sometimes yeah, it just depends on. I'm trying to think of an example. Of, no, like, that that makes but, perfect sense. Yeah. Also, this whole time, this is so separate, but this whole time, I'm wondering, like, how does your dad watch the news here if he lives in Pittsburgh? Yeah, we have a live stream on our website, so okay. like all of our like you can watch I'm just it literally. Worried about him. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Dad, we need to not watch as much. But it's also like, it's also really sweet. Oh my gosh, so sweet. I, my family for sure would. But I mean, I don't think they watch everyone. They get sick of me after a while. That's your dad's extra sweet. But. Yes, I know. My mom, like when I first started doing stuff on air, my old station, like she watched for a little bit, and then, you know, she watches every once in a while. That's but not as like the podcast. They were like right. die hard. Like my husband hasn't listened in embarrassingly a long time so yeah. it, they start off strong but your dad is a real one yeah he's yeah. a real one but yeah just like i don't know it's like anything like once you do it for a while it's just like that's just like your job yeah. it's not like you're like viewed as like a celebrity we, like, we didn't talk about that enough main viewing their news anchors as celebrities yeah, yeah. do other states do that yeah def- okay i definitely think that's a, that's definitely a thing do you get recognized ever and like you at the store and people are like, I saw you on the news. Yeah, sometimes. Um, when you are a celebrity. Okay, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell <laughs> I mean, you this. I would say it so. <laughs> when, I, when I was in the process of moving to Maine, I had lunch with my parents in West Virginia, which was like interviewing area. It's like the panhandle of West Virginia. So we were, you know, having lunch or whatever. And my parents, like, it was just something I guess I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to or like looking at, but my parents were like, oh my gosh, like everyone's looking at you as you're in this restaurant. And then my dad said that he saw someone like at the table next to me, like bring up my like headshot from our website and show like the person he's with. And was like, wait, you were what? in West Virginia? Yeah. West Virginia, like Ohio is like our viewing area. Oh, so it was like, all got it. Sorry. Yeah. Got it. That was yeah. that would be like, us at the I table. Know. I think that's them. That was literally, yeah, they bring up my, my picture. Mm-hmm. And then like, I also, I was reporting that day. So, and the restaurant had the news station on oh my god that's so my so story was like literally airing my parents thought that was the coolest i can picture your parents sitting up a little like taller like more proud they're like this is yeah our daughter, yes. yeah and they're like why are you moving to maine like everyone loves you here i'm like okay well oh, that's, that's not so cute. but then when i moved to maine like some people I, I i think i was more recognized in my old market just because it was smaller smaller yeah. town um but up here i remember the first time i got recognized i was getting an oil change and the guy who was giving my oil change was like Lauren Healy he was like, aren't you the, you're the morning reporter. We watch you every morning. Aww, I was like, oh cute. yeah. So, and even today we, I was playing golf and the guy at the course was like, Lauren Healy. He's like, yep, I know you. You're on my, t- you're on my TV. And that is so funny. <laughs> That's so yeah, cute. It is, it is sweet, but it definitely doesn't happen as like, as often as you would think. It's very like, I have, um, that's nice though. I would be like, I want to be able to go somewhere and have people not know me. I can't imagine celebrities and how they have to live their lives. I can't imagine how Lori from The Q lives her life, Q97.9. I have secondhand embarrassment for my childhood self. I asked for her autograph at one point in my life. I'm sick. I'm (laughs) sick. I feel just, I was in like fifth grade and I was at like, uh, some cancer walk with Athena. Yeah. And they were there and we got their autograph. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. So anyways, not to discourage kids from asking you for your autograph, but one day they may regret it like me and be like, that is so embarrassing. Oh. I, I, did I know, it's embarrassing to you, but I'm sure she thought it was cool, honestly. Oh, yeah. like, Okay, that makes me feel better. Because yeah. I'm still like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, I should 
really apologize. I'm just kidding. I don't think she even remember it. Or she was like, that was so sweet. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of kids have done it. I just am yeah. embarrassed I was one of them. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Lauren, you have a really enlightened us. Could you let our listeners know where they can tune in and watch you or where they oh, can yeah. follow you online? Yeah. So Channel 13, WGME. If you're watching the news, I'm on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, normally in our evening shows. So 5, 6, 10, 5, 6, 7, 10, and 11 channel 13 and then i anchor our weekend shows so i'm the main person on our weekends and Maybe we have... we'll do a parties over podcast viewing party. oh my gosh <laughs> live commentating I, my grandparents i know are channel 13 people and i'm going to share this on facebook <gasps> yes. and she's going to comment i know the girl from the news <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah so you can watch me then and then if you're if you have twitter i'm at lauren at wgme and Instagram at Lauren Healy 17. Cool. Amazing. So exciting. Well, thanks for coming on, Lauren. Oh gosh, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That yeah, was normally, like, I've been waiting for someone from the news to come on. And normally I'm the one asking the question, so this was a cool. I know. You see the other side. I wouldn't even know what, to, what we would do. If someone was asking us questions, you did great. Oh my gosh, you thank did you. Very well. You guys, you guys also did amazing. Thank <laughs> you. That means a lot yeah. coming from you. <laughs> hey, Liz, uh, that was a good one. Let's go watch the news.